Welcome to Growing Up Fire with Jamie Coots. Seahawk, it is our commitment to you that you have complete access to the top professionals, industry experts, and products for your fire service. We stand by the service and products we provide. We are proud of our past, and we are constantly listening to our customers and exploring new ways to bring better options to the fire service. This is Seahawk. High level, safety, service, security. Please visit our website at www.seahawkservice.ca or give us a call at 1-888-791-4210. Welcome to Season 2 of Growing Up Fire. I'm here today at Acres Emergency Vehicles. I got Peter, Jason, Gilbert, and Tim. Everybody's just pumped to be here. You should see their faces right now. So excited, so happy. But I'll tell you what, I'm happy. You guys know I'm happy. I love coming here. I walk around out on the floor, which I'm not sure why you let me do that. But I get to see all the new iron, the new trucks, the the new styles, equipment, everything that's going through here. This time we got to see a bunch of the different changes that are happening. So I'm loving that. And like to me, Tim, especially, you know how, how much this means to me. An Acres Emergency Vehicle Truck saved one of my nearest and dearest my son and protected our firefighters that were on that call in a in a car accident and so you're my people these are our fire trucks you're my people i love being here thanks for having me i kind of had to herd you guys all up and get you in here but thanks for coming let's start with this tim i probably travel as much as anybody i go across the country i've been to just about 400 fire halls i see acres emergency vehicles all across this country you've sold hundreds of these things to everybody. How do you keep track of them? Do you keep track of them? How does it make you feel when I say I see these across the country? Jamie, uh, thank you for having us. appreciate to do this for you once again. Honored, actually, to be here and sit with you today. But I, I have to admit, years ago, when the organization started, which was in the late 90s, the data management wasn't where it is today. But for the last 15 years at least, we know everything about every emergency vehicle that was ever sold. So if you need a screw that uh, holds a door in place, we know the size, the length, and everything. So it's gone to a level that I could have never dreamed was possible. I'll be honest with you there. Know everything about anything, about about everybody, wherever it's gone. Uh, that's awesome. And it's funny because I get the same reaction, I guess we'll call it, everywhere that I go. Acres, you guys got an acres, right? And some of them say green acres. The newer ones say acres, so I can kind of tell like when they when they bought them. You know, I don't tell them why I'm asking, but I always say like, how, how do you like this truck? Oh, it's bulletproof. I love it. And and I don't know why, but everyone knows Tim. I'm not trying to make the rest of you feel bad, but everyone knows Tim. I guess you delivered probably a bunch of those trucks, and they always talk to you as part of the deal. Initially, we did Ben or or Jamie. That's exactly what happened, does. But it's always easy to remember the people in sales, right? And and maybe that's something I should point out right now. Why do they only remember Tim and not the service guys, Jamie? I don't know. You're unforgettable, Tim. No, it's because <laughs> it, it's it's because the systems. Come on, Peter. That was funny. You can laugh. The, the, <laughs> Jamie, the systems are reliable, and I and honestly, the craftsmanship, the workmanship, the engineering that goes into these vehicles speaks for itself. They are extremely reliable, so you get to know the salespeople and not so much the service people. Nice, well put. I guess there's something in that, right? A lesson for everybody. 
And it's true. So that's awesome. New technologies. Every time I come here, I say, what's new? What's going on? Right. And uh, you all look at me with a funny face because I never know what's going on. So today I got to tell this story, Gilbert. We're sitting at the table and we were talking about all the different things we could talk about here today. And we were talking about the water gauges. And I thought you guys were talking about like that they're LED lights now and they're super cool and super bright and you can see them everywhere. And I'm thinking back to my old school days, right? Everyone will figure out how old I am here, where it had a float. And as the float moved up, the gauge showed you how full the tank was. And I know that because I used to have to go in there and kick the ice off of it or get it working again or or whatever. And, and you guys started laughing at me, which I'm used to. You didn't hurt my feeling. <laughs> and and you started talking about how it's so electronic now. And these gauges, it wouldn't matter where you put the system in. You could read a tank level in any kind of system. So let's start with you, Gilbert, because you're the electrical guy around here. And that's where I think a lot of the new technologies hammer out. What's new? What's great? What should we be looking at if we're buying new fire trucks? Oh, that's that's a good question. There's so much coming out lately, the last number of years, that it would be difficult to single in on on one single system but one of the more exciting ones from a firefighter's perspective and also installation is definitely the wheeling core system it's a system that allows the user to program or the the installer to program the lights so they, they behave differently in different situations. So, for example, if you're responding, you would have a high-intensity flash pattern. Whereas if you're on scene, the flash pattern would go down to a slower rate and not as intense while still being there so that it does not blind the people and the firefighters around the truck. And it also, at night, it would dim the, the vehicle or the lights if you turn on your turn signal it would turn off that light that specific warning light so you can do a whole bunch of different things that make it safer for everybody because everybody knows that if you've ever driven past the scene at night they're so blinding and and this this technology allows you to really control the lights and make it safer by changing the pattern the flash pattern and the intensity as the situation uh warrants it what's exciting too jamie is uh if you have two identical vehicles with this system yeah. if they arrive on scene and they're in proximity of each other they can share their their they can synchronize so both will flash the same flash patterns and i gotta tell you like on my way out here this trip i actually got to a highway traffic accident on highway one and i was like they gotta turn those lights down that's terrible i always look at it from the inside of the accident scene out i very rarely have ever been to an accident from the outside or I'm inside the fire truck or, and I even said like, you couldn't see the firefighter as much as I thought you could with the reflective equipment he was wearing. He had this little flashlight run by a couple of D cells, which was terrible. Like you couldn't see the flashlight at all. And I could see the trucks like from a hundred kilometers away on highway one, but I couldn't see the actual firefighter till I was right on there. What's interesting. I had a, I had a firefighter telling me the other day that he finds the wigwags far more intense than what the true emergency light actually proposed at night, which he referred to as the light intensity magnets people in where the wigwags would warn them 
more so into deep time as far as that goes. I kind of thought it was a very interesting point you had there. For sure. It's kind of cool that the companies that are making these technologies are picking up on the fact that you'll often see that you'll be scrolling through social media and you'll be like, oh, wow, like do the lights have to be so bright because it's almost blinding. And, and so they've kind of picked up on that, that it's a real thing and they put it right in the technology. Yeah, it promotes anxiety is what it does. Is if you're maybe not a strong person and you're arriving on scene and there's a very bright light flashing at a very high rate, that promotes anxiety. Well, the opposite promotes peace, right? A peaceful environment. And, and that's what we want to do for passing motors, right? Is promote a peaceful environment. Yeah, I probably would have argued with you before this trip. And now I'm like, that's totally what happened. Because I'm like, what are these trucks doing? Why, why can't I see anybody? Why aren't they telling us what to do? And then all of a sudden, I finally saw that firefighter. And so to hear about these lights, I mean, I'm pumped about that. I don't think, I'm not sure that that many people know about that. Right, so that that's a perfect one. Good, good example. And it's it is not yet definitely not yet widely used. It is only being, it's not even in NFPA at this point. But it's it's gonna. They're trying to promote it, and as we show, like uh, Ben Vanderswag mentioned it at a recent delivery, he he described it to a fire department because they had not necessarily ordered it, but we tried to promote it, and they totally got it. Like this is exactly this totally makes sense. Yeah, we gotta have this in our truck. Yeah, for well, sure. They, they saw it at at the shop here, and they saw, wow, wow, that's that's really interesting. And, and it's so good. So this is a good place to draw Jason into this discussion when we talk about the different chevrons and patterns and decals and all the things that we're using here. Because I think like the first time I saw some of the full back apparatus chevrons, I was like, oh my, that's great. Good for Europe. <laughs> then all of a sudden you start to see them here, right? And so like that technology has changed and that's starting to come in. So Jason, like which, what do you like? You put more on than probably anybody I know. So what style do you like? It's not even good in comparison because you don't have the actual surface area there that you would have with the, with the regular full piece striping and the full piece rear end coverage. What I've personally seen to work best is the actual reflexite material. So like this is like the outside coating of the material. No, this is the actual product name. So so what it would be is different from from your normal ordinary vinyl reflective grade material. So you would have obviously your adhesive backing, which is common with everything, and then you would have your built-in prisms. They're they're built totally different. They're basically manufactured into the what they would call a plastic coating, which is then seamless and one piece material with with the backing included whereas with the vinyl stuff you would basically just have a glass bead coating over top of an adhesive backing which can almost surely break down fill with dirt and you would lose your pop so to speak that's what we have been promoting along with a lot of others too i guess but that is what we have found to work the best and which obviously is great, to, you know because these guys don't the people that buy these trucks don't know this kind of stuff, right? It, it's just like, oh, I just want it to look like... Interesting thing is most rural departments, especially, the fire chief might get to buy one or two trucks in their lifetime. Their if career, they're super lucky. If they're lucky. Yeah, for sure. And they have no idea what's out there. So, Jamie, if it's okay for me to interject right now, right? And that's something you get when you buy an, an Acres emergency vehicle. Acres has sourced through the years the finest North American suppliers of different product lines and we've stuck with them. We've identified them as being the most valuable, the most, the most, the highest quality, the most reliable. 
and that's what you get when you buy an Acres emergency vehicle. And talking about lighting, Wayland Engineering makes an awesome product. They now offer limited lifetime warranty. Jason talks about reflexite materials. That's and that's a top of the line product. Promotes the most functionality and efficiency on emergency vehicles. That's why we do these things because you as the this is why everyone remembers Tim. You guys pay attention. That's that's why you guys. Uh, <laughs> that's what we want you guys to have because when you head out to respond, you need safety. You need reliability. You you do hundred percent. And I'm not going to argue that point for a second. We're going to keep talking about the new technologies and the new things and how we build fire trucks today. And and then Gilbert brought up a good point. And Peter, you and I have been talking about this all day about the challenge of being that rural small fire department where you just don't get a chance. You you don't know, and and you don't know what you don't know, and that's okay. But like I get anxiety when I go buy a pickup. Right? Do I buy Ford? Do I buy Dodge? Do I buy Chev? Do I buy come on, Toyota? Come on, Jamie, you buy Ford. <laughs> These guys got to, you know, they're charged with spending three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars on a truck, and they might not know anything mechanical about it. They might not have ever bought a fire truck before. They're part time or no time volunteer fire chief, and they got to come up with all of that stuff, right? And so, you know, I come into the plant and I'm like, well, why would they do that? And why did they do that? And, you know, I have my questions. What's it like? So, you know, you're kind of watching the process from start to finish. The truck's being built. It comes in as a chassis and everything's going on to it and getting bolted onto it. You obviously have your opinions as, as somebody that's a firefighter and has been building a lot of fire trucks. What advice could you give to those brand new newbies that they never built a fire truck in their life? What would you say to them? Yeah, well, for sure. You nailed it there, Jamie, by, by saying that some of the guys out in the rural areas, they're how many truck purchases do they get to do? Is it one? Is it two? Is it three mostly? Therefore, I think the pre-planning is huge as to what exact apparatus you're looking for, for the needs in your area, whether it's call volumes, whether it's response time you're worried about, and then also tool placing. So that's all the situations that have to be thought over before the building process even starts now to say that real fast we just we're just saying that some of these guys out there don't have the knowledge so at acres here what we try our utmost best whether it's pre-sale whether it's mid-build is as we start the the build process with the customer we elaborate on some of the areas like we just talked about whether it's the electrical whether it's the striping whether it's the new technology of any kind that has evolved that some of or a lot of these guys don't know at that point. And then you could almost say build training starts then. Furthermore, down the road, it's another huge area is tool placing where some, de some departments, they need aid in where the tool placement is going to be for based on what the truck's going to do. At times, we'd visit the hall or they'd bring the truck to the facility here and then we'd go over what recommendations we have, what we've done in the past, what works, and also carry a library of examples and photos. And then, like I said, of course, recommendations to guide them into the best placement, what worked best for their situation. Thank you for that. Cause I think that people have to think about it right from before the start all the way to the finish. Tim and Gilbert, I'm going to pin you guys down on this one because I know that you probably both worked on this. But recently I was talking to you about a truck build. 
And I don't like people up on the top of the truck loading the hose and all of those things. So I said to Tim, hey, Tim, I wanted to load hose from the back. I've seen systems and I want you guys to design something for us that's going to work so we don't have to have firefighters up on the back. Right. And so right away, Tim, what did you say? <laughs> well, I didn't say Jamie. He, he said that exactly. He was quiet for like five minutes while he was trying to so tell I, me how to What I didn't no. say is, Jamie, you're crazy because I, <laughs> I bought into his, I, I knew where, where he was going. But I got to say this, Jamie, last year we delivered a new emergency vehicle to a local municipality where the fire chief had served for 52 years, maybe even 54. I'm uh, disclosing some confidential information here, Ben, but that's older than I've lived. This guy has served for longer than I've lived. When I thought about that, my eyes teared over. Yeah. That's a commitment. It is. That's the reason we're doing what you're, what you're just suggesting, uh, Jamie, is the Rural Fire Service has older senior people, some of them, quite a number of them, on their volunteer firefighting list, and we need to keep those people from having to climb over the tops of apparatuses. We need to be able to deploy hose and reload it from ground level keep everybody safe did he just call me a senior citizen in a nice way i feel like he did eh? okay tim that would be why it's, it's on it's, it's on we like you <laughs> we like you it's all for safety reasons <laughs> it, it is and and so i loved it because i think we were back and forth and you're like okay we figured out how the trays are going to work and we're just working on the electrical so bring in gilbert okay so we have these these processes come out, these new processes, right? And you got to figure out the electronics on. Maybe you worked on it before. Maybe you didn't work on it before. So when these new things come out, I mean, you're a young guy. You're into all this stuff. You know the electronics. You know all the data. How do you feel when people bring you these new projects and say, can you make this light do this or that light do that or this actuator go? Or Well, I'm definitely not the type that chases after the bleeding edge of technology. But... I definitely like the challenge of having somebody want something and they, they can see an idea to work with it and try to figure out a way to, to make it work. Because ultimately, if we always do something the old way, we're never going to, we're going to get phased out. We get lots of challenges because all the vehicles are unique. So we just take take it one, one day at a time and, and just uh, try and figure it out, figure it out. And we just... <laughs> try our best like it's and if it doesn't work we go back and and do it again and we've done it lots of times and i must say we've had lots of success over the years acres emergency vehicles a message from our community a person who is risking his or her life to save the lives and properties of others deserves something as reliable as an acres emergency vehicle this is our mission to thank these people with the best gift we can our best effort. Our commitment includes a firefighter-driven design, manufacturing integrity, personal and professional service. We are here to serve. We guarantee personal and professional service every step of the way. Acres Emergency Vehicles, built for a life of service. Please visit our website at www.acresev.ca. A new technology doesn't have to be electronic. It doesn't have to be a whole new way of doing the truck. I remember I came in, I think this was the last time I came here, and Jason, you had switched to a new product inside the cabinets. It was tougher, better, lighter, and then add to that the new cabinet lighting, right, the LED lighting. And I'd said to, to Tim or Peter, whoever I was out on the showroom floor with, man, I love this new system, right? 
that's where like I feel like I'm speaking up for a lot of the end users, right? You're doing stuff here. You're making changes. You maybe make a change for a business idea. Maybe you make a change because a customer asks you to. Maybe it's a different process. But that particular process and a lot of the processes that come up as you guys are building these trucks really make it better for the end user, right? And it, it might sound funny. Well, we went to a lighter paint inside the cabinets. We went to a more durable finish inside the cabinets. We put in LED strip lighting instead of the old bulb lighting. I can tell you from being out on the road, a lot of you can tell because you're firefighters here as well, that those technologies help when they're out there, right? It's not just because I'm getting older, my eyes don't work as good. It actually helps to be able to see what's going on, to hook up those fittings while you're right there in the light. Even the outside scene lighting around a truck now, right? You, you used to have the little tiny bulb and the silver light bulb shining down in four little places. It was kind of like having spotlights at a prison, right? Now the LED light comes out. My phone doesn't even, the flash isn't even used. I could just take pictures like it's daytime. It's not a fancy great big arm that goes up. It's just the actual scene lighting that you put on your trucks. I think LED would, everyone would agree that LED was a game changer, right? The type of light that it gives off and how we can use that. And you're seeing those technologies in your trucks constantly coming out where it's LED lighting is just being used better and better and better. I had a conversation with a firefighter in the last few days and he commented like he, he the reason he bought an Acres TME with big command light FRC or command light with four FRC uh, scene lights plus scene lighting all around the truck. And he was comparing it to their old truck, which had no scene lighting. And he said, going from flashlights on their helmets to this, it is just night and day difference, literally. And so what you're saying is Gilbert, you can never have enough. Like it's the no, but, but what I take out of it and absolutely makes my heart sing today is we made their job safer. Absolutely. Yeah. He said it's just it's so just day and night difference. Like we can we can work safely. People know where everybody is and it's just so so much better. Well, I'll even pick one out of mine. Like the first time that we got the new truck, the new acres truck, and we went out and we're at a it's snowing and blowing and crazy and it was actually a fatality accident. And the traffic analyst for the RCMP shows up and so now he's gotta put down a bunch of pylons and take a bunch of pictures and we're about halfway through it. He's like, Oh, it must be almost daytime. And I said, what are you talking about? It's like three o'clock in the morning. It's not almost daytime. And he's like, oh, I don't know. My camera is like, I haven't been using the flash. And he stops, right? And he looks around and he's like, wow, it's that truck, right? Like that truck is so bright here. You could see like a kilometer down the road from the lights that were on it. And again, we're used to those old, like a 500 watt halogen bulb, three different places on the truck. And you couldn't even see the truck barely because of these lights. And then we switched to this great big command light and all of these lights. And so keep up the good work. That's awesome. It's incredible, actually, how that changes everything. Okay, let's go to some of the challenges. So we face challenges, right? I was listening to Peter multiple times today talk about the timeline challenges, right? So you're a fire truck builder. Right now, the whole world's behind on everything. doesn't matter if it's decals, plastic pieces, paint, metal, vehicle components, computer chips, right? What already takes, let's just say a 12-month build process, is now getting bumped out 16 months, 18 months. You know, it takes two, three, four times as long to get a chassis now. And all of these challenges start to come, right? What I love when I'm out on the, the production floor is you don't really see anyone worried about it. We'll build the thing. I'm sure Tim's freaking out on the inside, but 
everyone's like, we'll build them as they come in. We'll get the chassis. We'll handle the emergencies. We'll handle the changes. There was a customer in today doing a final on his truck that he's going to get next week, right? If he finds anything, no problem. We'll, we'll fix it. We'll change it, right? He leaves. Everybody just goes back to work. Let's get those windows in. Let's get the electrical done. And so when you're out there, and, and I think that you give me a really good piece of advice when I was sitting out there and we were talking about some trucks today, Peter, is that you just got to let it go, right? You got to do the best job you can here with the people and equipment that you have, and then you just got to let it go. Yeah, for sure. That's your best ammunition to use. Big thing is pre-planning as much as you can, whether it's similar assemblies, whether it's you're caught up in one area, work smart, think smart, hit different areas. And the fact that this is such a sub-assembly world leads up to opportunities to get different areas completed and at the end of the day when all the puzzles come into place a lot of times the bark wasn't as worse as the bite if i can use that term so yeah just do what you can work with what you have usually it all falls comes together and so it was it's kind of cool because we're here right now and there's a bunch of things happening at acres emergency vehicles you're adding on to the to the plant site you've got some new employees working here doing some different things you're juggling some stuff around as you kind of start to look to the future let's just start with tim we're going to go around everybody but what does the future at acres emergency vehicles look like what do you see some of the changes what's going to happen around here no jamie it's bright it all goes back to what we did in the past we operate an honorable business. We build a quality emergency vehicle. We build a reliable emergency vehicle. Over time, you develop a clientele that keeps coming back. I had an opportunity today for a different project to mention a municipality that's purchased their last nine emergency vehicles out of 10 from Acres, Acres Emergency Vehicles. So the company has, has built a reputation on quality and reliability and we have a share in the market. So. If we keep doing what we're doing, Jamie, we get growth in our sites. We're going to get bigger, stronger, better, and deliver more great vehicles out there. Nice. Tim, always the salesman. Good job, buddy. So, Gilbert, challenges, right? You run different parts of the, the business and work on different things. What, what's the future? What's it look like out there? There's a lot of things coming down the line. I mean, the fires are never going to stop, especially the way the world is built nowadays. Like, there's the building materials we use. There's and everything's growing, so there's lots coming down the line. But I think we're gonna see a big change towards electric vehicles, electric fire trucks in the next number he of years. He said it, Tim. He said electric. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take some years to get it going, but I feel that's one big change that you're gonna see in the future, especially in the cities going forward. You may not see them in the rural fire service right away. But I can see the cities making the change sooner than later. They're getting sucked in for sure. So for now, we're good. We're on combustion. <laughs> Your blood pressure's coming back down. Okay. What happens when I call up and say I want a Tesla pickup fire truck, though, Tim? Then we talk. <laughs> then we and you put in a pre- You put in a pre-order. <laughs> you put in a pre-order. <laughs> and wait two years. Nice. I think when you think about the new things that are going on and the changes, some of it aren't even developed yet. And that's got to be a bit exciting for you guys too, right? 
that you're sitting out here and you could be making the next change that nobody's even thought of yet. And so when I come here, I love that. Right now there's a bunch of range trucks out there and you guys got a bunch of chassis and you're kind of developing your own model of range truck. And so Tim, I send them probably, I don't know how many different pictures now. I like this one. I like this one. And Tim always just sends back, oh, that's nice or that's okay or whatever. And, And I know he probably puts them on the table and you guys make fun of me, but I like to send them to kind of keep up with it and all the things that are going on, right? I just think to myself, what would it be like? So I go out there right now. There's two lines of trucks. They're all being put together and the process is coming down the line and you can jump from this truck to that truck. And then you're going to take like another half that much space and add it onto the side. And we're going to change now. Peter, you might be faced with walking in every morning to three lines of trucks or four lines of trucks lined up. And so how does that make you feel as a fire truck builder? Are you excited? Are you scared? Yeah, absolutely. I think it opens areas for more business potential. There's nothing worse than being cramped in and limit possibilities of whatever you have for the day, right? The expansion is is huge and what you don't have on the assembly line, you can't work on. So lots of times with potentially upgrading like we're doing now is it leaves area to have more apparatuses in the infancy stages after sitting the shop out of the way from the normal and important projects that you have to work for consumables on, you can then switch over, divert, and have them sitting right next to you and therefore expand your efficiencies greatly. All right. So it just, it actually isn't scary. It's just let you be even more efficient than Absolutely. you've already been up to this point. Awesome. Quick poll, just to take this in another direction. Colors of fire trucks. So I like black over red. Tim? Black over red. Gilbert? That'd be pretty close. You like, like that? That's one yep. of your favorites? Jason? Short answer, yes. I like anything different because I see a lot of red at any time. So anything <laughs> different is, is good for me. At night you dream a sea of red. Eh? It's all red all the time. There was one. I'm coming back to you, Peter. You got time? There was one in here. I can't remember the name of the municipality, but they're like a yellow. And not like a plow truck yellow, but a, like Scooter a really, bus yellow. Yeah. What, where is that place? Shonia. Shonia. Okay. So that was really different. I, I like those ones. They were different, right? Peter, what do, what do you like? What's your favorites? Yeah, I think all the fire trucks supposed to be red. That's where that's where I'm at. I had this mindset of uh, it has to be black over red at some point in my time, but never ceases to amaze me. The cleaner you try to be with the black, the more dirtier it gets. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. Know? That's a tough color to keep clean and... And we do like our stuff clean. Hey? Jamie, that's why we put it up high. It's cleaner up high. We don't use it down low. Keep it up high. And it's funny how it goes, right? When I first started way back in the early 90s, it was all those yellow, that safety yellow fire trucks, and everybody had those. It didn't last for long, thank goodness. Then we went to a white one. And then like five seconds after that chief left, we absolutely went to red ones and stuck with red ones. And went all the way through, right? But when you walk around in these fire halls, you see all these different combinations of fire trucks. There was one in northern Alberta. It was white over blue, which I hadn't seen very much of. When I went to FDIC, there was one black over orange. I thought that was kind of a sweet combination, something to play around with, right? We did a repaint for the city of Winnipeg one time, fluorescent or what? No, fluorescent pink or pink? Well, breast cancer Yeah, pink. breast cancer foundation oh, okay. awareness. Nice. Painted the whole truck in for that. Okay, nice. Well, and that, and then now you have that, right? So you can, what do they call that when you put the decal on the whole a truck? A wrap. You could do a whole wrap and, and wrap the whole thing. 
Speaking of decals, that's something that Jason does. He's our design person. And he does all our painting and design. The decal design work just does a phenomenal job. But most recently, we invested in our own printers. It used to be an outside source uh, up until now, but Jason now designs all the, our decals and prints them in-house uh, crisper than we've ever had them. So. Right on. Everyone's going to be chiming in on this. Next poll. You like a nice straight stripe down the side, Peter? No sticker? Zigzag? What do you like? I'm not going first this time. What kind of decal you like down the side? Yeah, I like the zigzag style usually. Yeah. I think it breaks all the components up a bit and adds a bit of detail. All right. We're going to the expert now. Jason, what do you like? They say the customer's always right. little Tim in training there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've done all kinds. Like I said, the thing I just don't like is when it gets too boring and straightforward. I know a lot of the designs are traditional and they, they want to match the fleet, let's say, but... To me, it's always like a, a blank canvas. Like you've got a huge truck there that you can kind of make as pretty as you want, but you kind of cheap out on the last final look of it. And I don't know, I just like to use that part to your potential to make it stand out, make it unique, make it your own. So nice. I like I whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever kind of stands out the most That's to me. Like. Plus that way you have your added safety features in there. Right on. Gilbert, yeah. Um, definitely not a straight line. I like the crossover where it kind of transitions like a ribbon would. It, okay. Front to back and then front again. But yeah. But, yeah, and, and a color that contrasts or with the main color of the truck, like that, or complements, I guess. Yeah. So when you're walking through here once in a while, you see a deco package and you're like, yeah, that's the one I. Yeah, want. some of them are definitely. Yeah. Nice, Tim. Traditional? I'm not, I'm not a Z guy. No, not traditional, but low on the chassis, high on the body, transitioning with either a flag or a maple leaf. I like that. Okay. Got four different opinions in here. And right. we're all right. And you're all right. Well, Jason's the most right. Whatever the customer wants, that's what's going to happen, right? For sure. I mean, you see them, they're different all the way across, right? And and I don't even know. I, I'm not going to vote because I don't know which one I like the best now because I kind of like all of yours a little bit, so... I agree. Like a lot of people go with tradition and put the different things on. And of course I get to see a lot of different decals, right? I get to put them out there for the world to see. I get to see a lot of different color schemes. I was in Swan Hills and they had kind of like an emerald green that almost had some flex in it down the side on a yellow truck. And I was like, wow, it actually made me not hate a yellow truck now for the first time ever. Right. So, you know, there's different places that do different things that make you. And, and Jason, I got to agree with you, like a really good deckling package is kind of the end right like it's the last thing we're going to put on that really makes that truck pop and and flash see another thing where i like to take this a bit further with this comment is we were talking earlier about reflectivity any scene you're on during the daytime you're not getting to rely a lot on your reflectivity because there's light all over the place so what you're looking at is actually some abstract colors on the truck hence the chevron pattern on the back and a fancy design on the side let's say not 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 exactly fancy but contrast. but contrasting yeah. so if if you're just putting let's say you've got big white roll-up doors on the side and then you're just putting a silver stripe over it you're not doing anything for that truck during the daytime like that's that's where i'm getting at if you're putting something on you see during the daytime the nighttime the reflectivity takes care of itself but if, if, if you're thinking it on uh, that aspect. Then break it that, up with some contours. Yeah, that's, that's what I always like to, to try and include. Yeah, really. Because, uh, yeah, you're just looking after 50% if you're, uh, if you're just looking on the reflectivity part of it. 
Nice. Love it. You don't yeah. just have cause. Promote your, promote your fire department name. Put something Definitely. large to sponsor yeah, yeah. on the side, yeah? Makes Put sense. Something to break it up. Anything sure. that grabs your attention, because like we said earlier, you need to see what you're coming up to. You need to know what's happening. This is a way to do it. Awesome. So we're get to we're gonna do the good, the bad, the ugly now, right? So some of the things that have come that we don't really love, other things that stuck around, right? And so today again, everyone was making fun of me. I was talking about the old pressure governor that you used to have to crank the wheel and set it and then back it off a little bit so we could control the pressure. And, and Gilbert was making fun of me again, right? And so I mean, they've changed that incredibly now, right? It's, it's electronic. You you control it. You actually don't really have to do anything anymore. The components will take care of it. And then you were talking about the primer, right? So the old, we've all heard that sound a thousand times. So Gilbert, the new ones. The new one, It's it's been on the market for a couple of years, but been very, very slow acceptance for, for some time because it was a totally different concept, but it works on the concept of air and of venturi. So it is virtually whisper quiet. And it does not, from an electrical standpoint, I always hated it because it puts such a strain on the truck's battery system and alternator because you were you were talking to at least 200 amps of power and it's really, really loud. So with that air primer, there's almost no moving parts. It is super, super efficient and it's quiet and it just works really, really well. And it's uh and it at the, as a bonus added feature it has an automatic feature so it has a pressure sensor and as soon as your your pressure goes below a certain rating it would automatically kick on the primer get rid of the air and you would continue going and you wouldn't even notice it so that's that's something that's really really interesting jamie maybe you know this but the average emergency vehicle primer could not lift the column of water if it had to or cannot did you know that no if primers were designed to pull water into a fire pump, they could not. They would have to be very large in size and, and horsepower. What, what happens is exactly, exactly the opposite. Uh, primers lower the ambient pressure within the pump intake manifold, and the atmosphere pushes the water up. That, well, you're blowing my mind. Yeah, exactly. that's what happens every time you go and pull a primer. Jamie. It's tiny, so it doesn't take much so to blow it. But. What is atmospheric pressure here today? I don't know what it, it's a... Uh... Oh, man, I don't know. You're like chemistry or I don't know the exact number, but I didn't let's, pay attention let's, say, to that. let's say it's 10 PSI. It's either higher or lower. But anyway, so all primers actually do, Jamie, is they lower the ambient pressure within the pump manifold, and the atmospheric pressure is higher, pushes the water up. It's the opposite of what you would think. Any primer does not pull water into a fire pump. They lower pressure and it's pushed in for I, I actually think I got to do a shout out to Alan Jones of the Alberta Fire Training School because we were talking about this in my interview to go work at the Alberta Fire Training School. And later on, he stopped by my house and said, I have to tell you, worst interview anyone ever had. You should actually look up what primers and governors and all that stuff do because <laughs> you're going to be a teacher here because we like you and we're still going to hire you. But um, so, yeah, another lesson to make me feel well, bad about yeah. myself. Yeah, 100%. So as soon as, as soon as water hits the priming, the, the, the priming volume, the primer performance drops absolutely significantly. Right, because it's so, not changing the atmosphere. So anymore. if you're trying to pull the maximum priming uh, inches, which is 22 and a half, your pump has to be 100% dry. If the primer pulls any kind of moisture, it'll decrease its capacity. Just It could be down to half rating or what have you. So end of the day, super important to make sure we're giving some attention to the primer and the air-driven ones are the ones that we should be looking at. Absolutely. 
anytime, all day long. Yeah, apparently over 60% of the North American market uses pneumatic primers now. Oh, good. So we're going to start to see that switch kind of come no matter what. All right. So I'm not sad to see around the pump foam proportioners go. I'm happy with the new foam systems that are out there. I wasn't sad to see riding on the tailboard go many years ago, right? So so what are, does anyone have a thing that I wish it would come back or I'm happy it's gone or I think we all agree on the primer, right? Tim, what are some things on fire trucks that you used to put on there that you're just happy we don't have to do anymore? You think anything? Aluminum tanks. Okay, yeah. Steel tanks, flip down steps, stairways are much now, much safer now. Steel, oh, he's steel. taking them all, you guys. He's steel gonna... bodies. <laughs> LED lighting is a... Halogen lighting. A new, yeah, so yeah. halogen's gone, LED's yeah. here. Absolutely. You wouldn't even, I don't, you wouldn't put anything but an LED light on now, nowadays, would you? We do not. It's yeah. been a, it's been a number of years before we, since we've installed our last uh, halogen light, for sure. Right on. Okay, relationships. You guys, we, we talked about that a little bit earlier, right, and all of that stuff. So, it's my chance to say to you guys, thank you right? I love it when I come here. I love that you share this knowledge with me. I love to be out on the on the plant floor and go through all that stuff. I love that I get to call you guys friends and that we get to sit in this room and, and talk about this stuff. So keep sharing the info. Keep talking to everybody. Keep building a kick-ass fire truck like I know you can, right? Appreciate you guys. The fire service appreciates you guys. I know that you appreciate them, right? We'll give it to Tim to do the final words no likewise jamie thanks for what you've done thanks for what you do going forward in supporting acres and the seahawk team we're proud to have you on our team and hopefully we can do this for many more years right on thanks everybody thanks for listening to growing up fire today follow me on instagram at chief coots to comment or send questions we appreciate your support